0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, January 29th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
0: Grace, we have some very sad news to get into for the second day in a row at the top of the show. But before we get into that, I wanted to remind everybody that this Sunday on This Week on Broadway, the Tony-winning director and the artistic director of the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Diane Paulus, will be uh, the guest of James Peter and Jenna Tessa Fox. So if you want to be a part of that recording, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. By doing that, you will be able to listen to the interview live and submit questions that James can read on the air. Um, Diane is a very interesting figure in the American theater for all types of reasons but I'm a big fan of a lot of her work so I'm excited to hear that conversation
1: yeah is it just gonna be like an hour of everyone singing waitress at her and her (laughs) being like a I get
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> It's popular. Or, yeah. Or talking about uh, Andrea Martin on a hoop 20 feet above the stage in Pippin or something like that. That's really it. Um, that's all they're going to do. Um, also, though, they have another guest that um, I don't know if it's been announced, but James gave me the all clear to talk about. Coming up in February, the most produced playwright in America, or living playwright at least, living playwright in America. Lauren Gunderson is going to be on the show. If you don't know her name, chances are a regional theater near your home has done one of her shows in recent years. She has produced all over the place but has never been on Broadway. It's incredible the kind of the boundaries that have been put up. But she is a very well-respected, very well-produced playwright. And I believe I saw, Grace, that she's working on a play with her husband, and I'm gonna get this wrong, so don't quote me on the details, but I think he is like an infectious disease doctor. So it's like the perfect time for a playwright and somebody with that background to work together vaguely or whatever um, on a show. It it feels very, um, very of the moment for obvious reasons.
1: That would be the only, plague type of play that I would be willing to see because (laughs) it's respected and it's like in the home. It's staying within the home. We like
0: that. Very good. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into this news, Grace. Unfortunately, for the second day in a row, we have to start the show with some very sad news because um, just before we were getting ready to record, we heard about the passing of one of the stage and screen's most beloved legends. On Thursday, it was announced that the great Tony and Emmy winner, Cicely Tyson, had passed away at the age of 96. A veteran of nine Broadway shows, she finally won a Tony Award in 2013 for her performance in the show The Trip of Bountiful, which was eventually turned into a television film for which she was also nominated for two Emmy Awards. She was also a 2018 inductee into the Theater Hall of Fame, but despite her five-and-a-half-decade career on Broadway, Tyson is widely known for her work on both the big and small screen, but especially on television. She won two Emmy Awards for her role in the groundbreaking television film, The Autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, back in 1974. She was nominated again a few years later in 1977 for Roots. She won a third Emmy for The Oldest Confederate Widow Tells All in 1994, Mm -hmm. and in all, she received 7 emmy nominations including those three wins she was nominated in the outstanding guest actress in a drama series categories in 2015 2017 2018 2019 and 2020 for playing viola davis's mother and how to get away with murder a show that i watched every single episode of and every time cicely tyson was on it was an event i can absolutely tell you that she was, she was also nominated for Best Actress at the Academy Awards in 1973, a year before her Emmy win um, for her film Sounder. And in 2018, she became the first African-American woman to ever receive an honorary Oscar. She's also the recipient of a Peabody Career Achievement Award, a Presidential Medal of Freedom, a Kennedy Center Honor, and is a member of the Television Hall of Fame. I'm literally getting goosebumps talking about all of these (laughs) uh, recognitions, Grace. Um, Obviously, there's a ton of other awards and honors that she received in her career. But I think what is most noteworthy when looking back at everything she achieved and did in her career is something that the rap said in their uh, obituary. Uh, They said she resolved, quote, only to portray strong, positive and realistic images of black women on screen. Um, And if you look back through all of the different projects that she was a part of over her wide and varied and illustrious career, that is obviously uh, a a big component of, of her legacy. Truly a legend, Grace. But like Cloris Leachman, you know, we were blessed for so many years by them sharing their talents, especially since both of them worked into their 90s. So, of course, our thoughts are with everybody who loved Miss Tyson, both personally and as a professional and as a performer. Um, Godspeed to her.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, fortunately, we were blessed to have them for so many decades of work. Like you can you, I mean, I, I literally remember I think reading Sounder, the book, I don't know if you had to read that for like required reading when you were young. Um, But then we would, we watched it. And, um, and then also like seeing Roots and everything. And then up to, you know, her Broadway stuff later in life. I mean, she was working a few years ago. We got to see her on stage. So it's one of those amazing things where it's like, yeah, we've gotten to see you literally grow. And, um, and always just the strongest of black women on screen and on stage, which we have to commend. And then her playing Viola Davis's mother. Can you have put two better people together?
0: <laughs> Amazing. It, 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 it's such a powerful relationship in that show, which, you know, the show's uh won a bunch of Emmy Awards for Viola and a bunch of, you know, the, the show itself. But it's like th- this the character study and the scene study of those two women and Cicely's character was not like completely gone, but she had a little bit dementia and had memory problems. So it's just such perfect acting. Um, that it really was just uh, appointment television anytime she was on. It's
1: amazing. Well, yes, I'm glad that we are able to, you know, continue to honor her and hopefully, you know, like I was telling Ashley yesterday, the more I get to see on Twitter of like clips that these people are showing that I'd never seen before, like please yeah. keep them coming at us. Um, but yeah, this is this was beautiful.
0: I mean, when you go through whether it's Wikipedia or IMDB or whatever, and you look at Cicely Tyson's like Credits, they just don't stop. Like there's so many things that she was a part of. I mean, even films, you know, starting with sound. I mean, she did other films, but like Sounder, because of when Dixie, she did a couple of like mm-hmm. um, uh, Tyler Perry movies. Um, she was in The Help, and and so many other things. And then her television work, like I said, is really where she, you know, became a name. And it's just, it's just really awe inspiring. So. She will be missed, and I'm sure that there will be a lot of celebrations of her career and her life uh, in the coming days, weeks, and months. All right, let's send it back over to James, who will tell you all about this week's sponsor, Audible.com.
2: We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to Broadway Radio, Audible. As you probably know, Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and now podcasts. We have highlighted Audible's work a number of times on Broadway Radio, and as a listener to Broadway Radio, you know that Audible has been supporting the development of new works through their Audible Theatre Initiative. So I think that the combination of Broadway Radio listeners and Audible Plus is a perfect match. With Audible Plus, you get full access to the Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of select originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows, as well as exclusive series. Want to listen to Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Sterridge in Seawall, A Life? Audible Plus. How about Certain Women of an Age by Margaret Trudeau? Audible Plus. And The Half-Life of Marie Curie by Lauren Gunderson, narrated by Kate Mulgrew and Francesca Faradani? Audible Plus. And there's so much more. Audible Plus connects you to a ton of content that entertains, inspires, and informs. It's easy to find just the right listen. Whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, or fitness and wellness, you can even squeeze in a workout or guided meditation without having to go to the gym or a class. Visit audible.com slash broadwayradio or text broadwayradio.com all one word, lowercase, to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. We'd like to thank Audible for sponsoring Broadway Radio.
0: Thank you, James. Of course, don't forget to head over to audible.com slash Broadway Radio to get your listen on to all of the best books and audiobooks, podcasts, and dramas available there. All right, Grace, let's get back into the news by talking about a pair of virtual events that were announced yesterday. The first is one that I know is close to your heart, Disney on Broadway's International Women's Day. Unlike in recent years, this one will not be coming from the New Amsterdam Theater, but instead will happen online on March 21st, beginning at 1 p.m the event's theme for 2021 is reflecting courageously transforming collectively and the event will look to engage attendees of all gender identities and expressions in a two-hour virtual event about gender equality in the theater industry and beyond it aims to immerse participants in a series of conversations and inspire each attendee to drive change make an impact and discuss how to keep moving forward Amid this unprecedented and challenging time. Now, Grace, I know right before the pandemic started last year uh, that you went to, uh, I guess that would have been the third annual uh, International Women's Day on Broadway in 2020. What were your thoughts uh, about the event?
1: Okay, so here's what's crazy. That was the last thing I did in general. Um, yeah. That uh, I know you know, uh, Kara from my podcast. Uh, but Kara met me in the city. She came from Alexandria, where she lives, and uh, we were so excited because we were going to see Hillary Clinton talk at the very end of the Women's Day on Broadway. And, um, everything we, I mean, I go every single year and I get so much out of the conversations that I see on the stage because, w- w- again, what I find so refreshing about it is that I'm hearing from stage managers, I'm hearing from directors, I'm hearing from producers, I'm yeah. hearing from playwrights. I'm not, I'm not just like watching Laura Osnes. Speak Like I sing and you guys like it. Like it's just, it's, it's an amazing day and, um, and it's always free. So it's one of those, uh, big events, especially. And, and another thing that I'd like to point out is that men are more than welcome and invited to go to this event. This is not a women. I mean, it is women's empowerment, but it's also learning about women's equality in Broadway. So um, I highly encourage men to go to this event. Uh, they don't normally show up to the physical event, but because this is virtual, I'm hoping that it will encourage more people to go that totally. perhaps aren't female identifying. Um, but it, it's a wonderful opportunity to to learn about more about this industry.
0: Yeah, more information, including the featured speakers and how to register, will be announced in the coming weeks. But for now, you can get more information at womenofbroadway.com. Now, the other event that was announced yesterday that it would be going virtual this year is the 12th Annual National High School Musical Theater Awards, or more colloquially known as the Jimmy Awards and Broadway's Minor Leagues. The awards portion of the week-long event will take place online on July 15th, with the rest of the program happening virtually as well. If you don't remember, students from across the country who have won some sort of local or state uh, theater competition Um, work with mentors from across the industry as part of the competition. Um, That all will be happening, but it'll just be happening via Zoom or something. Um, More details will be announced soon. And that's another Wikipedia page that I encourage people to go to, Grace. Have you gone to the Jimmy's page and just seen like over the 11 years or whatever, like (laughs) the names that are in there is absurd that so many of these people. Yeah,
1: guys. If you want to know who's going to be on Broadway in the next two yeah. years, just go watch the Jimmys. I mean, granted, there there's sometimes when I get a little perturbed because I'm like, okay, a lot of these kids get to go to rich performing arts schools. Totally. And then, of course, they get picked for these things. Then, of course, what's that? They get catapulted to Broadway and they don't have to spend thousands of dollars on education. Interesting. <laughs> um, but <laughs> not that I did, by the way. I did not. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that has become such also a cultural meme within the theater community of like, okay, who are the Jimmy's kids this year? Those are the new ones. Like that's the new Michigan, um, musical theater, uh, showcase. It really is. So I mean, granted, like a lot of these kids are phenomenal. They're all phenomenally talented. Let's just say that I'm not like crapping on these kids. I'm so amazed and proud I mean, I kind of, no, no, I, no. <laughs> I'm crapping on the institution of like, this is where we pick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, instead yeah, yeah. Of, you know, the normal world. But I highly recommend you go to one of those lists. And the fact that they're going to be streaming this, it's just fun. Watch yeah, it.
0: It really is. Like, obviously, the, the, the kids from 2019 didn't really have a real year to get into things. <laughs> Although the guy who was like one of the four male finalists, he was. The lead in Almost Famous, the musical, which was going to be on Broadway at this point if things hadn't shut down. But the year before, the 2018, the 10th annual winners were Andrew Barth Feldman and Renee Rapp. Yeah. Yeah, And Renee Rapp, (laughs) who both of them were leading Broadway shows within like a year, year and a half uh, of that thing. So now Renee Rapp's out in California shooting a TV show. So good for them. Anyway, let's move on um, and talk about a few other things, Grace. First up, a number of theater-related projects and performers were nominated in the 32nd annual Glad Media Award nominations in the Outstanding Film Wide Release category. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and The Prom were amongst the five nominees, and The Boys in the Band was nominated in the Outstanding Film Limited Release category, along with nine others. Now, I don't exactly understand the difference there, because since all three of those were just released on Netflix. I mean, I guess it has mm-hmm. something to do do with if it was shown in theaters, Um, but whatever, I'm not going to get upset about that. It's just a little weird to me. Um, The Howard Ashman documentary Howard from Disney Plus is nominated in the Outstanding Documentary category and Katori Hall's P Valley is nominated in the Outstanding Drama Series category. In the Outstanding Music Artist category, Adam Lambert, Lady Gaga, Peppermint and Ricky Martin are all nominated. We will, of course, have a complete list of all the nominations which go into like website articles and journalism and all this kind of stuff. And we will have that list in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. Now, Grace, I'm assuming, you know, Ricky Martin and Peppermint have both been on Broadway. Lady Gaga has not yet, although I'm sure she will eventually. Do you know what Adam Lambert's connection to uh, the Broadway was?
1: Was he not a Fierro? In Wicked?
0: He was an understudy Fierro on the road. Uh, he never made it to Broadway, but he did uh, understudy Fierro and Wicked on, in the national tour. Very good. I think maybe it even might have been the L.A. production um, when, it, when they had one there. But very good. Very nice. My mom uh, was
1: obsessed with him on American Idol, so... I, I was, and, too. And my mom was so obsessed with him on American Idol, and also Clay Aiken. My mom and I were Claymates, so we followed him throughout his tour. And then, of course, I saw him in Ruben Studdard's uh, Broadway oh. show, The Christmas please. Fiasco. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: please tell still me you did pay him. for it. You didn't pay for you it. Know you know
1: I didn't. You know no, I didn't.
0: I, you don't pay for shows. You're, you're above that. <laughs> um, I still have... I'm looking at my itunes right now i have three adam lambert singles from american idol i have feeling good which is a show tune from uh, roar the grease paint the smell of the crowd uh that was from the top five week i have from the top 11 week um ring of fire which was such a weird interpretation and then from top 36 week i have i can't get no satisfaction yeah so yeah all classics there so Anyway, finally, (laughs) the great and the good Adrian Warren has teamed up with the Darkness Rising Project to launch the Broadway for Mental Health Support initiative, providing mental health care for Broadway company members of returning shows. Using the program, performers can receive financial support for therapy through funding contributed by producers of Girl from the North Country, one of four Broadway productions currently participating. Uh, for more information on that, visit darknessrisingproject.org. Now, Grace, I know I've expressed my love of Adrian Warren too before, but every time I see her doing something else, whether it's on stage or as an activist um, mm-hmm. uh, with like uh, the Broadway Advocacy Coalition or as an advocate for something else, I am just more and more impressed with her and moved by how consistently consistently she looks to help others, and very excited about the fact that she is going to be one of the leaders uh of the theater community i hope uh for decades and decades to come
1: yeah she's one of those people that i just anything and everything that she's doing i'm like yeah let's back that thing um and and she's just she's a powerhouse on stage like i just yeah i I, i'm speechless i love her
0: (laughs) yeah now i think we talked about this did you see her in bring it on at the alliance
1: i no i didn't no okay dang
0: yeah it was a missed opportunity i saw it twice um she was amazing her uh ariana debose was in it as well um taylor louderman was not um Mm -hmm. uh, ellie mclemore was not they were later ones but i feel like um nick blamire was in it too neil haskell was in it gregory (laughs) uh oh gosh greg who played la Siena, gregory haynes he was in Hamilton as well at some point. But anyway, um, I love that show. I thought it was much better in Atlanta than it was on Broadway. So,
1: Oh, you're not the first to say that about a show. Hot yeah, takes.
0: I know. I know you said that. About, also at the Alliance, by the way. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You said it about mm-hmm. the prom. But anyway, um, it, I don't have any recommendations. There was really not a ton. There was one that a lot of people really liked, but it was so cringe inducing when I watched it. I just absolutely could not put it in the show. I couldn't, despite the fact that it was a Broadway person singing a parody song of a song that that Broadway person sang in a Tony winning musical. I just I couldn't. I just it was so cringe inducing. I just absolutely could not.
1: You know what? We're going to choose to remember Pushing Daisies and then we're going to push forward. That's what we're going to do.
0: Such a good show (laughs) that we need a revival or a musical version of that as well. Anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and the Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at bww Matt. Grace, what are your socials?
1: They are on Twitter at Grace aki and then on Instagram, Gracie Aki.
0: All right, everybody, don't forget Diane Paulus on This Week on Broadway on Sunday. Head over to patreon.com slash Radio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to be a part of that extravaganza. And don't forget to visit our sponsor audible.com slash Radio. Have a wonderful weekend. And whether she knows it or not, Grace and I will be back to talk to you on Monday.